we here? Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Joel, we, we made it. It's 2023. How do you Did feel in it. the future? Better. Better? Better. How about you, Brian? How you feeling in the new year already? You know, I, 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 I got responsible. I, I went to the dentist today. I got my, my got my teeth cleaned. Had a, had a, had a night, had a nice cleaning done. And, um, you know, just, uh, also just kind of, uh, surviving the rain. Cause oh, yeah. for, for those of you who know, we are, we are California boys and we are, uh, we're swimming the, ask the atmospheric river as they call it um cyclone baby but you know what that's fine because you're here on the united new york podcast where we talk about anything and everything nerd related of course yeah i am brian that is my co-host joel it's me um so yeah this is uh, the first podcast of 2023 Hell yeah. And it's only been 13 days into the new year, and shit. a lot of shit has happened since yeah. we took our break. Yeah, um, yeah, you say that. So I'm I'm trying to figure out how we want to go about this, because, you know, first podcast of the year, we're just kind of getting our, our, our gears loose again, just kind of, you know, getting back into the rhythm. So I want to kind of keep it. I want to keep it light, but I know we have to talk about a few things. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, before we do that, um, would you do that, Joel? How how was your break? How how was it? It's good. Um, for me, I work in education, so I had two weeks off. So that's a good thing about that. You know, for those who work in education, we know how hard it is. So we need that two week break, and everyone else had to work. Sorry, <laughs> I always feel bad. But work with that machine. Um, it was good though. There was a friends miss. You know, we we had. It's pretty fun. Um, did a lot of gaming. Um, let's see. <laughs> I mean, a lot happened. It's a bit, it's a lot to remember. Well, um, for me. Well, sorry. I, I was want to kind of put you on a track. Um, uh, you 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 finally beat. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I was just I about to get to that. I don't yeah. know if you brought it up in the in our last podcast, but we haven't actually gotten to like have a full conversation about it. Oh no, we so, haven't, huh? So I want to ask you this question, Joel. Hell yeah, loved it. You you loved the game. How did you feel about the the three branching storyline? Um, I think that was an interesting feature. Uh, when I didn't, they, some of it was uh, intersecting. There was some overlap. Uh, I didn't realize I finished one storyline until literally one of your companions says it was an odyssey to behold, and there was a pan out and everything. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh fuck! I just beat a storyline. Uh, it was nice though. It was a good. It was a good storyline. When I, I finished, and I was like, oh wait. We literally, if you finish up early, uh, one early, the other character you play as, her name is Layla, because I chose to play as Cassandra. She's like, oh, I should see what else Cassandra did. Hinting, hey, hey, you're not done. And the fact that your character you play, who plays another character, also very meta, the more I think about it, like, wow. Um, which I, I don't know if we brought it up last time, but having Layla, 
who is going into the animus meet cassandra was mind-blowing for me right um that was really cool you they actually met their just like ancestor and ancestor met descendant that's fucking sick like because that was really cool that, that blew my mind it's interesting because um because of course like if you, anybody out there you know if you haven't played Aussie yet and you like the Assassin's Creed games, at least the modern ones, I mean, you should probably go play it. Um, obviously, we already threw out a bunch of big spoilers, but hey, it's a very old game at this point, you know. Sorry. I'm surprised I wasn't spoiled for some of those things. You know, it it's become more of a trend recently where a lot of games, um, I feel like if a game isn't memeable, it doesn't get spoiled. And depending on what sure. is memeable is how bad or how good the game is. Like, if the game is, like, middle of the road, then I feel like a lot of people have more meme potential in it. But if it's, like, a really good game, I feel like it's not spoiled as much. Or at least it's not as easy to, to spoil. Um, but I wanted to ask you, or I wanted to ask you about, um, so the staff that you get is a piece oh, of you, yeah. and it, the holder gets immortality pretty much. And you mentioned as long it before. As holding it, yeah. And you mentioned it. Cassandra had pretty much been holding on to it since <laughs> until modern day. And you have Layla meet Cassandra. Um, I thought it was an interesting touch. Um, and. I thought it was really interesting that they actually like made it a thing where oh the the staff also makes it possible for you to translate in any language because you notice when she Cassandra hands off the staff she starts speaking in very old Greek and like even they were saying it's like oh yeah this is like very old this is, like not even like people from Greece speak this anymore it was like so old but it's like what. What came across your mind when you realized, oh shit, Cassandra's been alive this whole time. In every Assassin's Creed game, she's been alive this whole time. I just thought it was wild she was even there. Like I, I was so mind blown. But it's crazy. She could have been so involved and not. Like that like that gives like I think more room to do fun stuff in the future with her if they really want to. Um with that potential. Um but yeah, that was nice touch, really cool. Um, you know, if you haven't played it before and you haven't played Origins, I would honestly start with Origins first because Odyssey is more of that a grindier way. I didn't find it grindy because I haven't played it. As, last time I played Assassin's Creed game was Origins, and that was like two years after it came out. So I was like heavily invested, heavily going. Mm -hmm. Um, there's so much to do. Dick, like there is no shortage of what you can do, and I took my time the story and i like near the end i was like okay i i want to finish up and move on and there was still way more to go oh, yeah. but in the best way because i was invested in the story but um yeah it's it was, a, it was a good time um i so i saw some of your tiktoks and you actually were able to find some of the side quests that are just silly and and dumb um, it was definitely memeable let me tell you <laughs> so you saw the you saw the mission where the lady thought that she had um, Pegasus. Yeah. I saw that. Fly, um, Pegasus, fly! <laughs> <laughs> you saw the 
um, the guy who set himself on fire. Had Ajax's helmet. Mm-hmm. Not really. Not really. Um, do you plan on like going through the rest of the game and trying to do as much as you can out of it? Um, I, I'm pretty much done. Um, I did do the big mythical boss battles. I made a point to make sure to do those, and at least at least four out of five of them I did. I, there was like a Cyclops fight that was pretty dope. Actually, there were two of them that are pretty cool. Um, one had this mechanic where if you're fighting him in the water, he actually does like a ground pound and water comes out and hurts you, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, yeah, the uh, the first uh, Cyclops fight was pretty dope. You like do extra damage, you shoot him in the eye too. Mm-hmm. Um, the cutscene, the guy saying, I'm here in the lair of the gods. I'm immortal. Smack. You know? And <laughs> yep. he's like, oh, fuck. And then like, boom, you're in. That was that was cool. Um Minotaur fight was dope. Um, I'm just surprised again, like that wasn't spoiled for me. Like I knew there was a Minotaur fight, but not what he looked like, how the fight was. There was a phase two, you know. Um, it, it was dope. Um, so that was pretty cool. What did you think of the Medusa then, fight? I was just about to get to Medusa, dude. I loved the Medusa fight. It was fun. It was different. Um, people were saying they hated it. I honestly, I've played some grindy ass boss fights and i i thought it was i could see why though it's it could be hella annoying for sure so um, my, my the whole up... hiding behind mechanic she turns you to stone mm-hmm. um, she sends waves of enemies after you uh it's it's a by design hella annoying but so my, my lead up to that was how many attempts and how long did the final one take do so yeah one time really Minotaur, actually, I died once. Wow. Uh, okay. The Cyclops one. Uh, shout out to the Valkyrie fight for preparing me for any fight <laughs> ever. But um, also, I was pretty overleveled, I feel, for that fight. I, I okay. took my time getting there. Um, yeah. And also, I was just having fun. It wasn't stressful. I stressed myself out with the Valkyrie fights that made it worse. Yeah. Um, but Medusa only took one time. That's good. I was, I, I was happy to do that. Yeah, I think that the Medusa fight took me like five times. I, I don't blame you, dude. That shit was... Whew. But also, um, I, I was at the point where I was trying to, like, get through the game, and so I probably was, like, maybe just at level, so it probably made it a little bit harder for me. Um, I, I definitely uh, relied heavily on the the healing, for sure. There's, oh, like, a self-heal. Well, yeah, it's the self-heal is always not... a must-have for that. That change, the fight, there's, like, Legendary Beasts you fight. That change fighting Legendary Beasts for me, like instantly my first legendary beast i fought i didn't have the self-heal i was like getting my ass kicked it was this boar that summoned other boars oh god it was it was rough and then i got the self-heal and pfft, had to manage that and then boom done yeah the um the the minotaur i felt was pretty okay it definitely wasn't as like difficult because i feel like if you fought a lot of if you fought a lot of animals like yeah, the yeah. Minotaur is probably like pretty simple because it has kind of the same kind of pattern. He's just charging at you and then yeah, yeah, yeah. you know uses his fucking weapon and shit. Got too greedy. That's what killed me. What did you like, think God. of the fact that um that all of the creatures were actually just uh, pieces of Eden? That was a cool twist. Um, the first time you kill a Minotaur and you see it like kind of reaching for you, it fades in the PC. I was like, what? Um, just a nice reincorporation of like the mythical tale and what the pieces of Eden do. 
um that was cool like i'm i'm all on board with that and i know i i posted some stuff and one guy was like remember when assassin's creed wasn't mythical and stuff and i was just like bro <laughs> like, <laughs> I, mean, I mean yeah but like if you see in the context like mythical and assassin's creed is just basically hey look at this first civilization stuff that made people believe in this you know but, you know, uh, fighting a holy pope is totally super. Sorry, super powered pope and his you know, son. Totally realistic. And his son. You know, so but you know, God forbid a fucking horn monster <laughs> powered by the PC to too. The uh, that was cool. That was cool. So I, I want to ask you, what what order did you finish the 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 three main stories in? I did um, the main exploration story first, where Cassandra finds out her, their parentage, their history, okay. and what's the future holds. The second one was the Cult of the Cosmos, basically the the big bads of the whole series are the blueprint for the Templars, essentially. Right? They're moving in the shadows. They're trying to sow descent and chaos in the bad way. And then the family arc I finished last. When she confronts Alexios, and I made it, I chose very hard, made all the choices to keep that family together, <laughs> no matter what. And that was, whew. it was cool seeing some people come back to like uh, your fake father, right? He, uh, I actually didn't kill him, and then he comes back, and then he has a son that tries to seek revenge for what you did, and later because you didn't kill him, it, it you know, you can bring the family together, and then your own brother. That boss fight was fucking annoying, but I didn't die. Oh. But this was annoying fighting Alexios on the war field. Whew. That was oh, annoying as fuck. So let, me, so let me ask you: Did did you kill Alexios? Did not. Ah, kept you got you kept together. the family together and kept the whole family nice. together. I had them all on the boat the last time I, I played. I did the same fucking whole thing. It's fucking great. family on the boat. Let's go, <laughs> dude. They're a unit. Like if if you fight have combats on like your boat they they handle everything it's great yeah it's so good yeah I I kind of did the same thing except uh swap the family and the cult I did the cult last um personally I kind of I kind of wish that they made it so the the main one you had to do last. Because at yeah. least for at least for me, like seeing like the actual ending of the game and then going back is like, oh, you still have two story things to finish. I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool. I think I agree. It would have been more impactful. I think like this has been a great odyssey after everything you've done. And Layla's like, I'm ready for the next adventure. That would have been like, yeah, I think pretty good. But it was more choose your own adventure style kind of game. So yeah, I think that's why they it was. Well, cool. I'm glad you liked it. Um. Hell yeah! I do have one suggest. Like, give you one yeah, suggestion. You can you can take it if you want. There is a a free epilogue in Odyssey that pays off later in a special crossover mission in Valhalla. Oh. <laughs> All right. It's 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 not like a it's not really like a big one. It's it's I'd say if you like suck in like maybe like two hours or so into it you can probably get it done but it's a, it's a free it it was a free um little kind of ending quest and it, it kind of has like a nice little wrap-up for like showing what cassandra did after 
you know odyssey like how like that's pretty cool how does she start her journey like exploring kind of the world and shit pretty cool so suggest that before you get into valhalla if you want to i was just gonna dive into valhalla soon um but yeah dude glad you liked it oh yeah old but gold old but gold literally all of them are gold right now (laughs) because of the anniversary Mm -hmm. yeah um anything uh else that you did during your break Uh... Well, I'm trying to think. There's probably a bunch of stuff. I, I, this always happens. I, I something cool happens. I forget to write down. Um, just played. You know, just played. Um, there's this miniature game that our buddy Nate came back from Seattle's in the Bay Area. It's called Crisis Protocol. I've been playing that more with him. You get like little Marvel heroes. You have them fight each other, villains. So I'm playing more of that. It's been fun. We did like he has like a Thanos game mode, and I've lost twice to Thanos. He keeps kicking my ass. I mean, uh, it's fun. I, I just want to fucking win. I use the like the web warriors, like Spider Man, Spider Gwen, Venom. The second time I used the Spider Foes, like the Lizard, Doc Ock, and oh, stuff. Man. And yeah, it was just tough, man. He has the thing where you can just like beam himself in front of the, your team and just start wailing on him. And then he's invincible. You got to do a mechanic first. I'm like, oh, god damn that it. That sounds like Thanos. But, yeah, it is. It, it's like, ugh. Um, yeah, I even saw that you, you even started getting some of the figures for it. Yep, got Moon Knight and Blade. Hey. This will be Agent Venom and Spider Woman, and then Beta Ray Bill and Uluk. Oh, they Love actually are doing those ones? Hell yeah. Ooh. My favorite group right there. Um, because the Cyclone, because of the Bomb Cyclone um, and all that storm, uh, I was actually with Marcelo for New Year's. We we stayed over after Friendsmas, um, but uh, the storm was so bad, and we saw four accidents. So we we saw a movie with them, oh. which I'll talk about in a second. But um, um, we were on the road, and we were gonna go help our friend move, right? And she's like, uh, "We should not go." We saw four accidents. Like, mm-hmm. I really want to help our friends, but yeah, it's not safe. And it's funny because Marcel was talking to his wife Emma in the car. They're like, "They should stay with us," <laughs> <laughs> and we just ended up st- staying with them another day because it was that bad. Like it just it yeah, wasn't safe, and all got... the flooding and shit where we oh, were. Oh, but yeah, it got pretty bad. But we did get to see the way of water, though. <laughs> so the literal way of water, we lived it for a fucking couple days. Did you actually um, go I to will the theater? Stay... Yes, we sat for three hours and ten minutes. Oh my god! And saw the way of water. Um, just a quick uh, summary. Yes, at times a technical marvel. <laughs> that is it that's it that's it that's as much as you I'm, can i'm being i'm being i'm being harsh too but uh yeah it's better than the first um it honestly won't be the same on a regular screen i hate to say that um see it on see, matinee that's, that's, like, that's like the thing it's like you you try to push so hard for like being like the most technological movie but you don't realize it's like all that technology is not going to be useful in like the home viewing experience yeah, I know James Cameron's been on this thing. It's like everybody needs to go back to the theater. It's like, yeah, but for three, I mean, I mean, I know we've done it before with Endgame and shit like that, but like for Avatar, Game had ten years of setup and payoff. Avatar was waiting See? thirteen years for <laughs> something. See, I. 
I don't think it was like the fact that it took so long to make this movie. The fact just that, waiting for the fact that James Cameron James Cameron had the gumption to actually say it's like, hey, if you need to go to the bathroom, just go to the bathroom. You can go watch it again. It's like, not for sixteen bucks a ticket. We're not. Fuck that shit. Mm. I'll wait until it comes mm. on Disney Plus. Fuck you. I'll pay. Um, I'll pay my a hundred dollars a year for fucking Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, there are some cool, cool things, cool ideas. Um, Zoe Saldana and Sam Worthington, they do their thing. They do it great. The young cast does a great job. Um, yeah, just if you're curious and you like, you really enjoy movies, is like a movie, I guess, to see on a big screen. Like, there's again, like I said, there's no other way to see it, unfortunately. And that's all I can say. <laughs> I was be- trying to be fair and not like tear it down. So now that you've seen Way of Water, are you going to be ready for the next element? <laughs> <laughs> the, I guess the, the the Fire Nation of Avatar. Yeah, I think it's Earth Nation then Fire Nation, but whatever. No, they said fires for next. It's it better not be three hours. I'm just oh, oh, you know it's gonna be. He needs to pump in as much <laughs> reasons to have like new technology. Well, you know what? You you two you two went the distance. And you you sat through it, and the important thing is I didn't have to. Like like to be honest, like I probably would have like been entertained enough, but I mean like come on, dude, like I'm not that into Avatar to watch it for three hours. There is story. There is some layered story, you know. Um, but yeah, but when the last time I saw the first one was 13 years ago. I mean, I'm pretty biased too. I mean, I'm gonna have way more fun talking about something else coming up soon. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, just started Far Cry Six. I've really been enjoying that. I'm, oh, I'm big yeah. on the Far Cry. Um, people, it's like mixed responses online. I always find like I like the games. People are like unsure about, mm-hmm. but it's fun. Uh, I think I'm nearing the end of that. Good job, uh, Jean-Carl Esposito. Off Gideon himself being a good villain, of course, as a hero you play in your cast, it's, it's just good, relevant. Nice. Um, uh, after that, I'm finally gonna hit Horizon. Then, um, oh, okay, yeah, and then one of my uh, my sister's boyfriend got me Need for Speed uh, Unbound. I haven't played a racing game forever. I'm gonna have fun playing a racing game. So, Need for Speed Unbound is... just came out recently. Oh, it's a new one. It's a new one. Oh. Cool, cool. Uh, see, that's it. Just yeah, I've been. I didn't buy Valhalla on sale. Dumb me. But um, that'll be it. will be it'll be another sale. It'll, yeah, it'll and then uh, it's God of War on the menu. I might just get it for PS4. I mean, get right and do that. I don't care. Yeah, hey, hey, exactly. Sorry, five. Let's look at five. Or oh, just get a PS5. One of our clanmates in Destiny just shared he got a God of War Ragnarok PS5 for 600 bucks, and it's coming in tomorrow for him. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Could have been me. So, <laughs> that could have been me. So, Sony did say that there should be more availability now, or soon at least. Um, last time I went to Best Buy, I did, like, I did see a PS5 in the back. Like through like through the through the swinging doors, I saw a PS5. Like, ooh, someone's waiting for that boy. Mm-hmm. 
but yeah, dude, like if if you really if you really want like the PS4 version I heard is is actually very serviceable for Ragnarok. Like they did a good job of making it work. But I don't blame you for waiting for uh for a PS5 to get that first cuz goddamn does it look fucking pretty on the PS5. I also just got to say if I didn't say it before, uh or if I'm repeating myself, I don't care. Being a Series X and having Odyssey go from 30 FPS to 60, oh my fucking god. It it's nice, already pretty it? to me and it was so clean. I I think that's what drew me in too. It was so clean and beautiful having like this I new or current gen software, you know? I was like blown away. Same for like even when I was playing Destiny, I was playing some Gambit today and I was like, God damn, this game still looks good. You know? <laughs> I still can't shake it. Before we get into some big stuff, big stuff. Brian, what about you? How was your break? What'd you do? Um, you know. It was it was all right. I, you know, I I tried to play through the games. I finally beat the story for Pokemon Scarlet. Um, I'd say out of the more recent modern Pokemon games, I felt like this one had a more cohesive story to it, and a lot more. It had a lot more feeling in it. Um, the characters were cool. The, the stories actually ended up developing into something very like, oh, wow, Pokemon's actually making me, like, feel things. It's weird. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. Um, so, yeah, um, now I'm just kind of going through, like, the post-game grind. Um, you know, there's some, there's some post-game activities that you can do. Um, I'm trying to uh, get my way to unlock uh, level 7 raids. So I can access those whenever they come out on the weekends. Um, I started uh, Miles Morales finally. You did. I told, I told you a little bit about so that, but did. I played a little bit more of it, and fuck, is it great? Especially on PS5, dude. I I'm so glad I oh, waited. Dude. It's. Bet it's it looks fantastic. beautiful on PS5. It, it looked fucking good on PS4, bro. I can only imagine how it feels on a PS5. I can only imagine. Slap that baby in performance mode, dude. Ooh, it feels it feels tight. Um, but yeah, really good. I love the story so far. It's just it's a nice like little story. Um, to kind of have Miles come into his own a little bit as spider as a Spider Man. Um, the oh, Brian. Before you go further, were you taken aback when they showed the new Peter Parker's face, having played the other Spider-Man game before? So legit, I actually forgot for a second that they changed it for this game, and then I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry." I think I think their reasoning for changing the face was the stupidest reasoning in the world, and I don't see why the first original face had a problem, but. We're here now. It is what it is. You know, gotta live with it. I still don't like the fact that Miles looks older now, for some because of it. But you know, um, the the mechanics work perfectly like they did in the last game. Um, the Venom stuff actually is really cool. I like how they implemented it, where it's like a it's only like an extra like single button, but it activates like this list of other abilities you can use. And the 
um, the combat mechanics w- using the venom is actually really cool. I like I just like the basic forward punch with like the the move, and then um, having the ability to kind of upgrade those, and then you know maybe have the draw distance of the punch be a little bit longer, or like you you can use your your venom abilities to you know use it as like a special jumping mechanic where in the first game like peter parker had the the extra like boost jump where miles kind of has this like one where he like shoots up in the air and makes like makes like a shock wave that shoots out it's like oh that's kind of sick i recently just got the invisibility powers though hell yeah dude those are fun those are super fun like I remember in the first game, I would try to be sneaky, and then I get caught, and then it's like, all right, I guess I'm just going to beat the shit out of these people, where now I can be like, oh, no, I'm caught. <laughs> Turn invisible, run away, and then keep fucking with people, like, using stealth takedowns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just unlocked it, so I haven't been able to kind of, you know, mess around with any upgrades or whatnot, um, so I'm still working with that, but so far, thoroughly fun. I do kind of like the that they made different side quests um, in this game. I was kind of worried that they're going to kind of just use the same kind of uh, side quest mechanics from the first game and then kind of just like maybe paint it a little bit differently and just like put a little skin on it. But uh, these ones are different. The, the training sim ones are actually really cool because it's like, oh, it's a side quest that gets you like tech points but also it kind of helps you kind of train a little bit yeah yeah without making it feel like a tutorial it's like oh that's nice it's yeah. it's pretty sweet um the the tinker oh i probably shouldn't talk about the tinker but or at least the identity of the tinker but the the reveal of the tinker was actually really interesting I kind of I kind of yeah. saw it coming, but it was still kind of like a okay. They did they actually did a good job with it, and so far what I've found out like the reasoning is kind of behind it. I'm like okay, I can I can see, I can see where they're going here. They're, it's not like a pure evil thing, um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to playing that more and finishing it, and then hopefully here soon a release date for two. That'd be nice. Hopefully. 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 That's the bundle I want. <laughs> that is the bundle. Um, Joel, I mean, you said it yourself. You didn't take advantage of the sale this holiday. But I did. And I purchased Cyberpunk 2077. Oh, yeah. That's right. You the Cyberpunk. I finally, I finally took the plunge and tried to jump in. And... I'll be honest, I haven't played much of it yet because I I had two sit-downs with it and then I started playing Miles Morales. Um, so far, my early impressions of Cyberpunk, um, I haven't really run into any major issues, at least the ones that came out at launch with it. The I might have seen like maybe a few people kind of clip into things a little bit, but it wasn't anything severe. Um, so I've never played anything from um, CD Projekt Red. 
So I don't know if it's like resembles anything like The Witcher or any other, you know, game like that. Um but it feels all right. Um at least when I first started playing, it kind of felt a little it was weird like what was the last time like do you remember ever playing like a Grand Theft Auto like like what was like the recent like time you've like had your hands on like a Grand Theft Auto game? Dude, decades. It's been. I'll I'll try to explain it. Um, So, at least for me, like the movement, it has that like kind of like first person stiffness that like some shooters have, which isn't like too too bad. You know, you can always like change like the settings and sensitivities and stuff, and kind of fuck around with it. Um, but then like the driving is also like. The steering is super sensitive. Oh, interesting. Where it's like, I feel like the sharp, like any like movement on the wheel makes like the sharpest turns. So that's what really reminded me of like Grand Theft Auto because Grand Theft Auto has that kind of like weird thing where like the driving always is pretty iffy depending on the car you get. Um, but yeah, the. The tutorials in the game are fine. Um, I've kind of gotten through most of like the onboarding of the game, so I I just kind of got into like, okay, you know what your missions are, you know, kind of go go out into the world and like do your thing. Um, some of the onboarding was okay. Uh, some of it kind of felt a little like dragged on to me at times. Um, the the gameplay isn't too bad. The I haven't found like a gun that I'm so fond of yet. I mean, I'm assuming that's like a like you know that's natural because it's like early on in the game. I'm sure I'll find like super like big weapons later. Um, and it's kind of the same thing where you just kind of uh, either you can buy weapons or you can pick up weapons, and they'll have their those stat values and they'll show you which ones are better than the others and all kind of stuff. Um, However, I told you before, I'm playing as a nomad, and I got inspired by a Megalobox. So I'm I'm currently going for a, like, stamina, like, strength build, where I hopefully will soon be able to just punch people (laughs) and have it be okay. Um... But I also did run into the actual like boxing, because I remember our friend Justice, who's played it so many times, um, said that there's actual like underground boxing. So I, I finally found that, and started kind of like you know, practicing my my bobs and weaves and like my haymakers and stuff like that. So I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of mega boxing into it. Um, but yeah, I mean so far it's it's been alright. I haven't, it hasn't like sunk. T- it's teeth into me all the way yet. So I'm hoping on my next sit down where I can actually just kind of just be out in the world and explore that it might do it for me. Um, but we'll see. Um, besides just like doing a lot of like post game stuff for God of War, I haven't done much else as far as gaming goes um 
I did do a little bit of just kind of uh, rest so so much. Um, but Joel, I want to make this declaration today. Um, as of today, January thirteenth, two thousand three or two thousand twenty three. Oh, um, oh, whoa! <laughs> hey, we're going back in time. Um, I have officially purchased my very last amiibo. After, oh damn! After this, I will not need to buy any more amiibos anymore, and that is because today they officially re- released the Kazuya. Oh hell yeah! Amiibo. Nice. People, uh, people, listen to my audio. I'm holding up the the Kazuya. It's kind of getting drowned out a little bit, but being the Tekken boy that I am, I had I had to buy it. And I'm gonna put it up there with the big my. My gin is hiding out over there. But yeah. I better not buy any more of these. I don't need any more. I'm I to show my little at, moon knight. <laughs> I bought this at a principle because of fighting games and also because of Tekken. But I want to make a decoration live here on the podcast. I am done, Nintendo. Don't make any more. <laughs> They're totally gonna. Oh, Marcelo. Marcelo's in the chat. Well, Marcelo. Oh, Hopefully, Joel. Uh... Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, I made my pre-order for my next uh, steelbook for Wakanda Forever. Oh, that's Forever. right. Fuck, Did... I gotta still do that. Do that tonight. You need to do that. Um, kind of talked about this in text a little bit, but I kind of want to say this. Wow. Did they really uh, undercut... <laughs> Uh, Wakanda Forever, or at least the Wakanda version. Yeah, I don't like. I I'm all for building building up the homie Namor, but like that was it's night and day, and yeah. very unfortunate. I I was when I saw the Namor one, I was like, oh dope, Namor's sick. Um, let's see the other one. I was like, oh. <laughs> so that to, is... to 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 give an example to everybody listening. Um, Best Buy has been doing this thing where every MCU movie that's come out, they will have a steelbook for it. And Best Buy has been doing the steelbook thing for a lot of movies, but like MCU in particular has always been consistent, at least in the past, um, like the past like two phases. Mm-hmm. Um, and they recently just put on a listing for the pre-orders for Wakanda Forever. So this time they decided to have two. They have the Wakanda version and they have the Tal Wakanda version. That has like Namor and like a bunch of like, like designs from like Talokan. The Talokan one looks a hundred times better than the Wakanda one. If you look it up, like the the Namor one has like Namor on the front and it has it's very like artistic and very stylized and it has a lot of like cool like Aztec like art on it. And then when you open it up, it has the 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 winged serpent on the inside. Um, the Wakanda one, however, has a lot of um, clip art of the Wakandan characters, like Shuri and Okoye and, you know, everybody else, on, like, a kind of, like, okay background, and then the inside is just a screenshot of Medora Milaje jumping off the boat. 
And I'm just like, I know people really like Namor in this movie, but I mean, it's still a Wakanda for it's like still a Black Panther movie, and yeah. I feel like they yeah. got fucking undercut. Holy fuck! Yeah, that that it's kind of surprising to be honest. Like, I was surprised they didn't just go like very artistic with both of them, but like it feels like yeah, they yeah. you could tell that their focus was with Namor and Talokan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if they're trying to build him up, doing a great job. Wonder if they're trying to like keep the for those who don't know like this her. We did a review on it, but uh, Shuri takes up the mantle. Like they want to keep it a little more hush hush, because they could have done some sick stuff with her suit. I think I was thinking about that today. My way home, I was like, why? Why didn't they? I don't know. It just it's it's very weird. Um, needless to say, I I did pre-order the Talocon version because of course it's fucking yeah, it's it's sick. Like Kurukan is the is the fucking OG. Gotta gotta rep gotta oh, oh, represent God. the original mutant, you know. Oh shit, Brian! That reminds me, uh, unrelated but sort of related. Speaking of Disney, uh, Sarah and I tried to watch Willow over the break. We got oh. halfway. It's fun. Halfway. Um, oh, yeah, just, we just fell asleep. It, it's okay. not, wasn't bad. Okay, we're just tired. It, 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 we're just like worried. you know, it just. I was worried. No, it, it's a fun <laughs> fantasy adventure. It's we were just talking about it the other day. Um, it's weird seeing Val Kilmer in. Almost goofy Han Solo mode. We're so right? used to being stoic and very serious very and stuff. It, and... Right, exactly. Like essentially Batman, but it's just like, oh, he's he's like a he's Han Solo a, a little, you know. Um, it's just interesting seeing him like that. Of course, Warwick Davis does a great job uh, so far, and the villain so far for me is a little campy. It's also an '89 fantasy movie from. It's... From, from Lucasfilm, I know. So <laughs> I'm like, I I have to take it like this. It's it's literally Vader again. I think. Anyway, um, so mm-hmm. far, but yeah, it's it just wanted to say. I know you okay, we said cool. we should check it out, yeah, and check out the show too. Uh, but we we did check out half of it. We're we're almost. Are we halfway? I don't know. Well, we're gonna continue it later tonight. Then um, those who are into Star Wars, of course, not gonna drop this. Bad Batch has returned. We're oh, three episodes different. in. Uh, last week had two episodes, and this week had one. And I just want to say, if you're wondering about a certain clone commander, uh, they drop him in. Just so you oh, know, yeah, we've been wondering where he's been at. I just want to—I'm not going to say anymore. But um, it was like uh, there's still the effects of the Clone Wars going through everybody, and I—I I just think that's fascinating. That they're for me, at least for Star Wars, I don't—I'm never going to get sick of them filling in the blanks. Even if they had to get rid of legend stuff, that to me is really cool. Like I like the whole picture being filled. So I haven't, I wasn't able to catch it yet. Um, but without spoiling anything, did they mention how long of a time gap it was between season one and two? They mentioned how long a certain person was stuck somewhere. That's okay. it. Okay. Time you will know within the first. Five minutes that time has passed there okay. there's been there's been so you you'll really know i don't want to say anymore if you have if you haven't seen any but there's definitely um uh, adjustment okay cool yeah i'll definitely i'll definitely be grinding that out this weekend for sure um marcelo in the chat just reminded me um since uh, finally got marcelo into marvel snap 
Yeah, you guys have been going at it. I, I'm still resisting. I know once I'm in, I'm, it's all I'm going to be thinking about. I just know. Like, I, I, we've talked about it before. Mobile games hasn't always been my thing. Um, however, there's two mobile games that I will always play, and it's Pokemon Go and fucking Marvel Snap. Marvel Snap continues to be such a great card game, dude. And And that's the thing. Like Joel, I feel like as much as you're trying to resist, I feel like you should you should dive in, dude. Oh, I'm already doing There's crisis no... protocol, bro. I can't. <laughs> I well, no. Can't. Here's the thing: you don't need to spend any money. They actually they actually <laughs> don't they actually <laughs> don't they don't force you to spend any money. Um, it's super it's super chill. Games are super quick. The deck building is super simple and easy and fun and. The biggest thing, dude, once you start getting some of those points in and then you can start upgrading the cards and changing the rarities, then you're fucking in. Because every time when you upgrade their rarity, it's super sick. They have the graphic that shows up and then it cha- and the card changes and it's just fucking great. And all plus right, you right. have all... They haven't even like put all the Marvel characters in it and there's Marvel characters that I bet you probably even forgot about that are in this game. They have Agent Venom. Is Agent Venom in? Not yet. That's what I want to know. Regular Venom is though. Is oh is I know Namor's in it, not the new one. Oh yeah, Namor's sure. in it. But here's the thing: the Joel, first mutant. They also have variants. No, bills they have art variants that you can. Oh get. fuck! <laughs> I love that shit. And there's Damn so it. many different kinds. Fuckers! God damn it, Marvel, you sons of bitches. So I, I'm, I'm just saying, Joel. Resist all you want. <laughs> Fuck you, Marvel. Fuck you, Marvel man. Snap is so coming for you, and it's gonna happen. Marcelo just got into it last week, and he's know, been sharing deck lists with he, us. He, he has day. been, man. He has been. He's in it. And he's it's in. Great. <laughs> he's in. I like boring. how he's like, these are easy fights. And he's like, oh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> No, legit though. Favorite. Once you re- here's the thing, um, you there's a season, um, in the game, and so you have your season rank, but your collector rank is the level that you have forever, and every time you upgrade a card, your rank goes up, and that dictates where your kind of like level is at in the game, and so once you start reaching that like 100 to 150 like area. That's when you. That's when the game's like, okay, Mister Cool Guy, how about these for challenges? And that's when you start getting your ass kicked. <laughs> but it, it's still the the method of playing the game where like every match literally only lasts for like three minutes, and so you can just like get a bunch of games in, knock out your dailies, knock out your your seasonal challenges and shit like that. Time flies by, guaranteed. I know, so yeah, that's that's my that's my pitch. I'm 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 just gonna leave it, it. and then you could you could pick it up if you want to. It's gonna be right there for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I've been I've been having fun with Marvel Snap. Um, I haven't actually played too much because they also have a Steam um like PC version. I haven't played too much. I streamed it once, and it and it works pretty much almost just like the mobile app, which is nice. 
and everything and everything carries over on your account. Um, but yeah, besides that, I've just been chilling, you know, surviving the rain, kind of uh, doing my thing. Uh, I oh, so you know, like I've been I ever since I got my record player, I've been starting to do um, starting to collect all of the the nerdy mm-hmm. uh, vinyls. You've you've helped me increase my collection christmas bitch (laughs) um but i found out some exciting news um so when you think of barnes noble joel you think of books right maybe some stationery you know some Mm -hmm. the probably the starbucks that's inside maybe some board games but um with the big like vinyl record craze that's been going on for the past like almost decade now um, they've really picked up their their vinyl record like like sales or like what mm-hmm. they sell. And I looked up on Barnes Noble and starting this year, they are putting more of an effort to push out more video game vinyls. Nice. And so bruh. Some of them are even fucking wild. So the end of this month they're coming out with the Sonic Frontiers vinyl. Dude, March. That's all for you. <laughs> March. They're having. They're selling the the Assassin's Creed fifteenth anniversary set. What? Which has music from all the games. That is cool. Now, but that's cool. Um, I found out that they they have like two Tekken records, like Tekken five and six. Beautiful Joe, which I fucking haven't heard that name in a long ass time. That's the thing. They're they're coming out with records of older games too. They they're selling new versions of both Cuphead uh main game and Delicious Last Course they're coming out with. But like, dude, the whole reason I got the record player is because video game companies don't sell CDs anymore. Or they didn't really ever to begin with. Yeah. But since it's collector records are a collector's item now, they just print out these records and bruh. I'm about to fucking live the high life. I have a Cult of the Lamb one, like, waiting to be shipped to me. Oh, nice. Like, I'm fucking on high heaven, and I'm just having a <laughs> chill time. Having having it be a rainy day, put on a fucking record, you know, play some Marvel Snap. I'm good, dude. I've been, I've been chilling this vacation. I just want to let you know that that's where I got yours. And it was a tie between that, the one I got you... And one of the Guardians of the Galaxy vinyls. I was like, oh, I don't know which one to pick. Ooh. I was like, I know for damn sure you like Star Wars. I was like, I don't know if you, hey. you really like the Guardian OSTs. I was like, I know a lot of people love them. But I don't know if you, There's we never songs. like brought it up. No, but I know, I've never, there. we've never been like, hey, we never had a conversation. I was like, uh, I know we've talked about Star Wars. <laughs> dude, Emp- Empire Strikes Back, dude. Mm. Fucking they actually crazy. had a decent collection to say we said they had a cowboy bebop one too i was like really that's dope yeah they just came out oh. with it's the the seatbelts um came out with the their netflix collection from the netflix show and i bought that of course but i thought it was so funny because the record art is the anime characters and not the live action characters so the only way you could tell that it was from the Netflix series is the small text that says from the Netflix series. It's like, oh, no, <laughs> they really don't want to show you what it was. They're hiding it from everybody. But hey, 
it's still the so seatbelts. The seatbelts are great. So yep. But I just thought that was funny as fuck. It's like both yeah, some front is... and back or anime illustrations. I was like, that's fucking great. Trying to Netflix doing its Netflix. The way oh. I could put it. Marcelo said, uh, looks like they're definitely at PAX West this year and VidCon and TwitchCon. Maybe this year is the year that the, the whole crew goes mobile. I'm to go mobile. You know, PAX West, we've been there before. Uh, we've been to TwitchCon before. VidCon? Maybe. You know where it is this year. I'm look TBD it on that. New year, new us. Um, but yeah. It's in Anaheim. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. It's all, yeah. VidCon's always in, it's, uh, in Anaheim. But yeah, um, I say besides that, like that's been pretty pretty much most of my um, my break. As of as of yes. that, Marcel said, "You guys can cuddle in my hotel room." <laughs> oh Hell yeah, I'm not paying for that shit. We'll sneak in. I don't care. One, we'll do some assassin Creed shit. One king size bed is all we need. Man. Tell and I shared a bed during close-up in high school. These two Arkansas boys were afraid of sharing a bed. We're like, fuck that. We've been walking all day. We put a, we put a pillow barrier <laughs> next to us. Man, we California boys. We don't give a fuck. Yeah, it's like, we want to sleep. Yeah, there's like glass on the floor one of the days. Like, bro, just sleep what in the, the bed fuck? with your friends. We're not, we don't give a fuck. We don't know you. <laughs> but no. Joel, before we before oh. we get into some of the news topics, I know you want to talk about. Um, I just want to remind every people, everybody out there, that of course, if you're watching live with us, thank you for watching live Ooh. was hanging out with us live on Twitch, a twitch.tv forward slash United We Nerd. But of Ooh. course, if you're not hanging out with us live, you can also listen to the audio version on podcast services as well Hell as yeah. the video version on YouTube.com forward slash at United We Nerd. Yeah. Where we always post these videos a few days after the live version. And of course, there's always Twitch. Well, I already said Twitch, but there's Twitter, there's Instagram. TikTok is still there. We're planning on putting some more stuff out this year. Hopefully, uh, you can hang around with that as well. Um, and I guess we are we are still on um on Hive. If anybody still is there after the big huge scare uh, a few months ago, but we're still there too. You can hang out, ask us questions, anything, give us a comment. And of course, if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe if you can. We're going to try to make this year bigger than the last. Iron Lords. And as for that, Joel, let's get into some, some news that we've missed. What do you want to start with first? <laughs> That's the big question. I know there's some. I know there's some that you want to talk about. So, I want to talk about the good thing. I feel like there's a bad thing we kind of have to bring up, but I don't. Oh, want there's a to. few bad things we can bring up, and I think I know which one you're talking about. It's, I feel like we have to kind of talk about. Like we we don't have to, but it's it's like very intersecting nerd culture. I just, I'm just tired of seeing shit like that, and I'm just disappointed that I move on, but. Ugh. Well, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> some, sometimes you have to take the good with the bad, and sometimes the bad is a greedy ass fucking company. All right, 
start us off, Brian. Okay. So, everybody in the tabletop RPG D&D realm knows that uh, D&D is going to be coming out with their new edition, D&D 1. Um, it's their new edition after 5th edition. Um, so apparently, a few days ago, uh, apparently it was leaked. I don't, I don't remember seeing where it was leaked. Um, the that D and D is preparing to release a new OGL for uh, content creator or just people that use D and D as a base for their own games and their own kind of um, RPG settings. Open game license for those who don't know what OGL is. Oh yes, thank you. Um, but pretty much when people started digging through the new OGL, uh, there's some pretty fucking shady ass shit in there. Um, from, you know, saying that people who make money off of their own, you know, homebrewed shit might have to start paying uh, D&D. AKA Hasbro, because Hasbro also uh, now owns Wizards of the Coast, who makes D and D. Um, so that's not the only thing. Apparently, um, anybody that doesn't opt into the new license agreement um, is kind of forced to stop what they're doing, as well as either. Stop what they're doing, pay them for using D and D as a as a base for their games, or um, choose either or. But then, of course, D and D has the legal rights to use anything that you create, which fucking sucks. Um, so, Joel, I just want to kind of get your. <laughs> your first opinions after finding out this news like this is like this is obviously hasbro's doing don't you think like like i don't this is the coast isn't exactly 100 great but uh definitely with hasbro in the mix it's pretty damn shady and whack uh pay us you know pay us by the way we're keeping your ideas Fuck off. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah, I I know there's probably there's a lot more. It's a it's a big it's a big fucking list of, you know, legal shit that you know, I'm sure some people have gone through, but um to save us time, you know, we're just kind of going off of the big huge points that a lot of people are making, but it's like Hasbro buys D&D, a company that roughly doesn't make a lot of money just based off of what it is. It is a yeah. basis for people to create their own versions of Dungeons and Dragons or just yeah. tabletop RPGs in general. Because you have to think, um, people people th if would think like, okay, I just won't play D and D anymore. I'll go play Pathfinder or I'll go play you know Cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah. And of like. Well, it depends because th their basis is D and D. They their their base of their game is D and D mechanics, and so what does that mean for them? 
do they have to start paying <laughs> like Hasbro and like Wizards of the Coast to keep their business <laughs> running? Do they have to be forced to, you know, totally create a new game from scratch? You know, um, and that's the thing. Apparently, this license agreement the was only going to give people like 10 days to figure shit out. Which is not enough time, especially if you own a business, if you own a product like Pathfinder or something like that. Or like, fuck, even like content creators like um, Critical Role or Dimension 20, like they use D&D. For their business. So what the fuck are they going to do? Like, do they start, do they have to start paying fucking Wizards of the Coast and Hasbro to keep streaming and creating content for their home, like, basically their own created worlds and shit like that. Like, like sure, they use D&D as a basis, but they create their own worlds. Mm -hmm. So that's just... Trying to pay off that battleship movie. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, that decade-old fucking piece of shit. Bomb. <laughs> and it creates a whole bunch of like legal, like legal, like fog. Because usually with changes to licenses like this, usually things that were set in the license previous usually get grandfathered in. But apparently, mm-hmm. there's like writing in this new one saying that. They don't get grandfathered in, and they have to opt into the new one, which is kind of would kind of leave them in a weird legal like issue, because that's literally breaking existing contracts. So I don't know how they figured they would jump through that loophole. They did it. They just just need money. Like ha- <laughs> like literally. I've seen this. I've, I've seen. I've seen this opinion like circling around. And I kind of like uh, agree, or like I understand the opinion of Hasbro bought Wizards of the Coast, so that means they bought D and D and they bought Magic. We already saw the shit show that the anniversary for Magic was when they released that like two hundred dollars set with a bunch of old classic cards that no one could use because they're not legal in the game, and everybody got mad. I know I know our friend Fernando got mad cuz it was stupid. Um with D&D, like I said before, D&D wasn't really a thing that, you know, was generating a lot of money just because that's like, okay, you buy the resources but then you just start creating your own shit using mm-hmm. D&D. Well, they bought a product that wasn't making a lot of money, and so of course Hasbro was like, okay, how do we make this make money? Let's change the licensing agreement and people that make money off of our product has to start paying us. People will be fine with that, right? It's like someone who bought this social media site trying to monetize it almost. Oh, it's the same it's the same story. But yeah, Bye. I don't Bye. It makes me just wonder how this is going to go because I don't know if they'll go back to their drawing board and fix it or if they'll just keep going through. But I was talking to, I was talking to our friend Ben last night and I thought of a situation that would be interesting. 
if their new licensing agreement says that anything that people create using D&D, um, Wizards of Coast has the right to use and take those ideas. What does that mean if someone makes a, like, let's say, like, a campaign or their own world that's based off of pre-existing properties from another company? Like, Joe, let's say, what if, like, for some reason, you just decided to, like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stream my Mass Effect D&D, and it becomes, you know, it becomes successful, or it becomes, like, at least, like, somewhat, like, popular, so, like, can D&D can't legally take that stuff because they can't use Bioware EA-owned properties? How like, I know I'm probably, like, throwing... I'm probably just, like, pitching, like, this weird ultimatum that would never happen, but I'm just, like... The, the words on the paper don't leave, you know, a lot of room to, like, kind of, you know, split hairs, you know? Yeah. So I'm just, like... How does that work? I don't know. It's a big mess. And a lot of people aren't happy. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure Critical Role is a brand, too. They can't just absorb Critical Role stuff. Like, it's probably legally theirs, too. Well, that's what I always thought was interesting. Because, like, Critical Role has, like, D&D guidebooks based off yeah. of their worlds. And I always thought, like, okay, well, that means, like, they're in partnership with them. So, like, they, you know, have a working relationship. But I don't know if I'm cr I'm wrong or not. Like, somebody that's better versed in the world of, like, TTRPGs, like, correct me if I'm wrong. But apparently people can make guidebooks for, like, their versions of D&D &D without really having it be super involved with the company. Probably. There's probably like unofficial versions and stuff. It's like so I don't know what that deal is. It's a big clusterfuck that's been going on for the past few days and I'm just pretty much just waiting to see what happens at this point. They do send the Hasbro police to every fucking game store with the cease and desist. Kill their market. <laughs> You could go back to the old general uh, format. Ugh. The one that's the Fallout's based off of. <laughs> the complicated mess. That one's, that uh, one's free to use. A quick detraction. I finished Vox Machina. That's not oh, a mess. Just in that's time great. for the new season. No, nice. Next week. Solid trailer and everything. What'd you think? A oh, Vox Machina, dope. I mean, it's it's D and D, a D and D adventure brought to life. Uh, what's I mean, I I was committed. I, I loved it. At times, I felt like it was a little much, but also it's like this is exactly how an adventure would go. Why am I nitpicking? You know, like <laughs> just sit back, enjoy the ride. It was fun, very very tropey as it should be. Hell so yeah. I can't oh. wait for more. It's it's super stupid, fun, goofy. And, you know, of course, they, they go in with the drama hella hard. Of course, we see our, our D&D super nerd himself, Matt Mercer, doing a oh, role. That was always fun. That's such one of the great things they did. Like, basically, soup, like making him an NPC character, just having him in the background almost in every episode is great. Perfect impl implementation. Perfect. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, the, the voice cast obviously is great, and it's 
you know yeah. everybody that did it so it just yeah. makes it even better and like the spirits there and it's just yeah, yeah. cool to see everything in the animation yeah. and uh, season two is supposed to be even better so it's even a good time for animation um it's made me want to play D D more what the it's like and let's just let's just throw throw the mat down and shit. Let's go. Let's play right now. I literally have in a cart a bunch of shit for Power Rangers uh, tabletop RPG. Oh yeah. And I'm just like trying to justify paying so much money to get all the shit that I want for it, but I know it'll be a super fun time. As long as you know it'll be a fun time. Bro, they have like a Zordon dice tower. I think I've told you this. I think I've told you this before, but like it's literally a dice tower that is Zordon, like the head in the tank, and then it comes with a D uh, a GM like screen, where the front of it is the background of Zordon's lair, so you can literally just have a set That's piece funny. like ready to go. It's great. That's fun. But like, getting all of the shit is like almost like two hundred dollars. But it's, yeah, it's makes sense. But it's great, and they started making miniatures too. They have Power Rangers miniatures. Nice. Uh, it's so tabletop RPGs can be so expensive, but it's so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, before I get away, uh, Jameson, thank you for the resubscribe and Prime. Hell yeah, Jameson, thank you, thank you. That's right. We are fucking nerds, and it's a great time. Said that, Jameson. Okay. Um. So Joel, you know, we set our piece on that for now. We'll probably update it once it gets updated. But let's let's throw in some good stuff there. You said that you said you had a good story to sell. Let's let's go with that. I was just going to talk about the movie we saw. <laughs> that that was it. Oh, let's fucking do I mean, it. I mean, I'll talk about also. Uh, I think. As far as like good story, again, Destiny 2's newest season doing a great job. I like the the Warm Mine Rasputin stuff, new mission. Um, some of it is yeah, recycled content, but done well. Honestly, makes it fresh for everyone. And there's a new exotic mission, and they've been doing that really well. I don't know if you did it last night with Ben Brian, but the uh, so I got revision zero. Ser- oh, there you go. You did do it. What'd you think? It's a new mission. You get a, a gun at the end that you can modify. I like. I was like, "Hey, people liked when they were able to go out in space. Let's do it again." But yeah, dude, the fact like I'm hit or miss when it comes to precision hits. Like some days I'm good, sometimes I'm not. But the fact that you have a pulse rifle that if you do enough precision damage with it, that you can turn it into a sniper rifle is fucking great. It feels so mm-hmm. good to do. Oh, dude, it's. It's it's cool, and you you can mod it too. You can change the perk. Oh, I just unlocked. Yeah, that's uh, the one thing I thought was interesting. today. You can reshape it in the forge. That's fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they learned from uh, other gun from Destiny One. You could change the perks on the fly. Now you could just like change it as you do the mission more. Uh, also, Iron Banner. They do a new iteration. They've been doing very new iterations every time. Um, I like this one. There are people like on TikTok saying we don't want to do this one. Like literally, there's like videos of matches of people not playing Iron Banner, oh, <laughs> which really? I think is right. I'm like in my head, I'm like you're not an Iron Lord, but also it's like they're your choice. But Dude. the thing is, the mechanic is 
you capture zones that's the same right but uh, eventually when a, enough points have been gathered they do a drop pod in the middle and turrets come out and you shoot the turrets down they, they can hurt any teammate which i think is cool any team any person on the field and then you all fight for one zone it's like super everyone like contests and has like clusterfucks and fights on that zone i don't i thought it was more lively more fun um i could see how people were annoyed by all the bubbles but there are ways to get around that i don't, I don't know this it's, I thought it was cool, but you, you can't please everybody. So. It's a nice mechanic because it gets everybody to move away from the points. And, like, people, like, it, I think the only thing that I would probably, like, critique about it is that I feel like the things that come from the drop pods probably should be a little bit more beefier. Yeah, yeah, when we yeah. played the few matches we played, like, I felt like as soon as I got to the zone, they were all dead already. It's like, oh, okay. Didn't really people get to, hella focus them down. I didn't get to experience it, but it's like, okay. It's still it's still a night. I like it better than Rift. Rift oh, just yeah. got way too sweaty. Yeah. And also, there's a new dungeon out called uh, Spire the Watcher. You get like cowboy hats and stuff. New text mechanic of things, and uh, oh. of course, yeah, we should try it sometime. I've only done it once. Um, the there's an exotic drop, of course, associated with the dungeon, and it's called uh, Hierarchy of Knees. It's an exotic bow where. If you get a kill and then you uh, basically make like a ring, it's kind of like uh, Baptiste's square, and then you could fire a bow through or an arrow through the ring, and then like it tracks onto an enemy. Oh, so I haven't gotten it yet, of course. I only did it once. Like the most but... intricate like weapon they've made. One of them, yeah. So it looks really cool. The bow too. It looks very sleek, Rasputin bow. But yeah, new content this year. You know, we still have you know another month to Lightfall, I think. So. That up. is approaching, yeah. And see what Strand does. Strand. But enough about Destiny Two. We talk about that a lot already. Done with that. We're done. done. Uh, but yes, moving on to um, something a little more lighthearted. Um, Ryan and I on Wednesday, he saw Shin Ultraman. Which I've been super juiced for. We saw a long time ago, we saw Shin Godzilla. Brian actually said, Hey, you want to see it with us? And I was like, What the fuck is this movie? But <laughs> at the time, but after, you know, thinking about it a lot and stuff, it's 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 a slow burn, but it's really interesting because Shin Godzilla's like, what if Godzilla actually appears in our world? Like, what the fuck do people do? And it just shows how much red tape there is for everything they're so doing. Much, like government <laughs> official bullshit that like nobody Yeah, yeah. It shows like how lazy, like the governments have gotten into the point where they keep trying to like skirt responsibility and skirt like you know disasters to the point where it becomes too late, and then like Godzilla just like transforms and he becomes like this menace that can't be stopped, and it's like like it becomes a big disaster. So, um, the second movie in the series, Shin Ultraman, comes out. Hell yeah. And to my surprise, because I thought it was going to be more along that vein, but yes. actually, it harkened more back to, like, the old original, like, Ultraman movies, which is great. Ultraman show, too. Like, it literally opens, like, the original first Ultraman show with the little, like, tie-dye things coming into focus. I was like, wow, they're going all the way. They even tease after that intro. It says, Shit Godzilla, and then it rips away Shit Ultraman. <laughs> they, they tease that a little. And what's cool is um, 
it, it, it does what Shin Godzilla did just better, honestly. What governments would do, how would they would act with giant monsters on the field, and then a new giant alien appears, and everyone everyone's really like, "What the fuck?" Like, I just love their like, "What do we do?" And they try to like gauge what to do and his energy and everything, and it's just really cool. And they, for me as a big Ultraman fan, they use original sounds for some of the monsters yeah. and sound effects, which was like, "Wow, they're really like doing that." And then. This, some like they reused, of course, some plot lines, which I really enjoyed, and they even harkened back to the way they had like miniatures, like and you know, like they would show him flying when you know it's like a blue screen. They lift a toy. They had like the same style of him moving like a toy, which I thought was pretty damn funny and campy. And again, same concept. What would they actually do if a super being showed up? And I love the fact, like. It's a man who becomes Ultraman, right? Mm-hmm. Not not because he's a man, but they show that he's just a regular dude. And, of course, it's in the age of social media. Someone finds out. Someone records him. Someone found him. And then everyone tries to weaponize him. Who is he? We need him now. We want treaties for him to fight for us before America does. Yep. And it's like, oh, by the way, America and Russia's spies are looking for him. I just thought that was... Like, wow, that's what we really happened. We need to weaponize Ultraman for us. It's I like, like wow. that this movie proves a point to, like, if we ever had contact with extraterrestrials, we'd be gullible as fuck. Well, that like, too. <laughs> like, all, 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 like, extraterrestrial used to do is just, like, say, it's like, hey, I'm going to do this thing because we need to, you know, keep the peace in the galaxy. It's like, all right, yeah, let's do it. It's like, bitch. <laughs> Bitch wants to destroy everything. Wants us to. That's kill. literally what happened two times. It's like two times. Help you guys. Ak, you're subservient to me. <laughs> it's like oh, <laughs> twice. Oh man, that was. That was yeah, just... it it was so refreshing because like, like all the things that you just said, like using old sound effects and like using old style, like styles of filmmaking, like. I feel like nowadays a lot of people would see that as either like lazy or like just like off putting, but it actually like in this circumstance, it just works so well just because you can tell that the people that created this movie had so much passion for Ultraman Mm -hmm. that they wanted to do it justice, but also they wanted to celebrate what Ultraman like was back Mm -hmm. in its like big heyday. You know, yeah. when, every, when everybody was super into Ultraman. Yeah. And um, I was literally yelling. Like, there was a moment, I was like, fuck yeah. And I was like, I, I said it super loud. I was like, super hyped. And uh, it's it's campy as fuck, too. I think yeah. Shin Godzilla was super serious. Oh, yeah. And this, they were like, no, nah, we're campy, and we're going to lean into it. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. But in, but they they lean into it they they buy into it even like the act they're like 100% on board like there's it is what it is like mm-hmm. um you know it's noticeable it's a covid movie some of the camera angles some of the camera like uh like the definition is a little off like you can tell like they're using like almost zoom cameras i think but maybe that's on purpose but um still i think it's it's fun it's a lot of fun and it's a great ode and if you didn't know anything about Ultraman, I think it's like a it's basically showing what like the show's about and honestly it's a great entry to, to Ultraman. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't really need is. any knowledge of Ultraman to watch this movie. Yeah. 
too. It helps. It's And Super then, sci-fi. And then, of course, um, the next one will be Shin Kamen Rider. Oh, that's the next one? Not Evangelion? Uh, no, I, Evangelion think, I think Shin Kamen Rider is the next one on the list of Shin movies. Um, and I'm super intrigued to see what they do with that. Just because of yeah. how, how long Kamen Rider has been around and how many iterations and all the different Kamen Riders have been. So I'm I'm intrigued to see like what they decide to do. Maybe if they try to do like a rendition of like how Ultraman was like the original Common Rider, maybe. Yeah. Um, but after we got home from seeing the movie, just I started watching compilations of just all of the different henshins from all the henshin oh, like yeah. transformation sequences from all different Common Riders, and like, dude, I can only imagine how it would be like in the movie. Uh, yeah, it's it's. It was it was well done, and I can't. Yeah, again, this it makes me hyped for what's to come. Hell yeah! Like we're getting some cool shit now. Yeah, and apparently Shin Kamen Rider comes out in Japan this year. So I think Shin Ultraman came out twenty twenty one or two. I think it came out last year. So localization and stuff. It'll probably take another year or so. So Shin Kamen Rider twenty twenty four probably. Oh boy, I want to see that. I'm so glad that it's becoming more common that like anime and like like other like foreign movies are starting to have their own like special premieres at like movie theaters now. Yeah, yeah. It makes it so much fun. It wasn't even guaranteed. I was worried they debuted it in New York in like October, and then they went silent. I was like, no, please bring it here. I need to see Ultraman and. <laughs> Thank God they did. And I was I remember I last month I was like, yo, shit Ultraman's coming next month. You guys want tickets? I was like, we can't okay. we're not losing this. We're not missing this. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Um Hell yeah. yeah, and then they're making this extended universe. We were we were just like shooting the shit after we were talking about like we could see how Shin Godzilla can be the villain and Conrad or Ultraman could definitely can be the the foils and the heroes and stuff, but or even Shin Godzilla gives way to there's even a bigger bad. It's like, like Shin Ultraman takes care of Shin Godzilla, and then of course all the Shin Godzilla babies, common writers there for, you know? So I mean, that's our thought. Just, Who knows? I just want Shinji to come in on Ava God. to immediately get their shit rocked by Godzilla. That's the scene I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for it so hard. Cause I can see it happening. Ava's just fucking running through the city and then Godzilla just fucking wham, <laughs> smacks it. him with a tail beats the shit out of him and Back she, in the machine Shinji oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I realized we haven't heard much about the Netflix Gundam movie we've been quiet about that be too quiet <laughs> they've also been quiet on the Devil May Cry anime and I'm fucking frustrated Oof. I want that Maybe to happen Maybe they're trying to wrap up the Belmont spinoff, and then they're going to focus on Will May Cry? Maybe. Although, at this point, I've kind of started giving up on Netflix Originals as a whole, just because Fair. they keep canceling so many shows. And even, like, shows that seem like they're actually gaining some popularity, too. Like, what, they just canceled, like, four this past week? And it's like, okay, 
they gave Wednesday like a season three or it's not season season two. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, but for how long? Yeah, I don't understand what goes on with some of these decisions. Like, it's clearly like shows I've watched. I was like, this is clearly amazing, popular, and you ax it at it's the highest point. Not even like a little blog or anything. It's like boom, gone. Like who or what? Or they'll confirm a new season and then cancel it. I just like I feel like like to be honest, I feel like. Netflix needs to figure out what they're doing because it's obviously I feel like they're doing it because of budget and they either need to roll back on having so many big money spending like originals of like adaptations of this and adaptations of that and you know trying to make all these things and kind of like start to focus like on a few shows because I mean Netflix like pu- tries to pump out so much, yeah, and they c- end up canceling a lot of it, and it's kind of it's kind of frustrating at this point because it's like everything is starting to be put on Netflix. Like, you know, Pokemon, the Pokemon anime is now like a Netflix thing, which is okay, but the way Netflix distributes like their shit, you know, they'll release a. F- a- a chunk at once and then like leave you for a few months and then wait for the next batch to come in. That's what, that's why when Jojo part six, um, stone ocean got put exclusively on Netflix, they started doing that where they start putting Jojo in chunks. And it's just like, it's, I think we're starting to turn back to being like a once a week kind of viewing audience. Because I remember before it was like Netflix was like the new big thing, and it's like, oh, you can have all your episodes at once, and you can binge everything on. It's yeah. like, oh yeah, fucking great. But like now, you know, we have like the Disney Pluses where they release one episode a week, and like mm-hmm. the HBO Maxes and stuff like that. And you know, they give us one episode a week, but then we get to talk about it and like speculate what happens, and it makes it fun. Where yeah. Netflix, it's like they release a bunch at a time, and it's just like. You hear about the release, there's maybe talk about it for like a week, two weeks, and then nothing, and nobody cares. So I, I, I don't know. I can't say what's going on in Netflix, because I'm a, I'm a schmuck that doesn't know anything about business. But I feel like maybe Netflix should try to like reel back on like the releases. Or at least how they release their shows and shit like that. Because maybe if they start doing like a few episodes every week, they would keep subscribers. Because that's the that's like the one big thing. They're not keeping their subscribers as much as they would like. Wonder why. Jeez, Brian. Why are they keeping them? Oh, <laughs> well, you know. They don't fucking cut the shows that they actually like. Yeah. Or make, sorry. I don't know if they actually like them. I'll show it. But yeah, it's it's frustrating because you want you want to like get hyped for like stuff they announce, but then it's like okay, well, like you said, like shit will go silent, and it's like, is it coming? Are we Hathaway Part Two? Fucking nothing. Not even like coming soon or whatever, or we have it in development or 
Well, to be fair, that's Sunrise's problem. Like they're they're bad at giving Both. people information about Both. Yeah. Didn't even know Hathaway was gonna be on Netflix. <laughs> that's a, that's another thing. Fuck. The contracts they make are just weird. You know, because they'll they'll have Hathaway on Netflix, but then like Crunchyroll gets like Witch from Mercury or Witch from Witch from Mercury or something like that. It's like uh, okay, it's weird. I don't know. I'm not gonna try. To, I'm not gonna try to figure it out myself because I think I'll just I'll just give myself a migraine. Give myself a migraine right now. You know, what? instead I'll just go watch <laughs> some cool anime. Like, I don't know. My hero's pretty good right now. Don't need to finish season four. Fuck. Really? Holy I'm shit. Actually I'm, ac- I'm actually ahead of you for something for once. Holy fuck. Not that it's not good. I'm just like, I stopped so I just, I just fell off. And I, what, they're on season six now? Fuck. Demon Slayer, I, I season, fell off with. Season six, a banger right now. So I've heard, I heard season five's a banger. Season six is even more of a banger. I really did like no, my hero. Maybe I could just binge it maybe next week. Back into it while I'm painting minis or something. Roberto, thank you for the the prime sub. Appreciate yo, yo, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome to the nerd cast. Hell yeah, welcome. But yeah, dude, I don't know. It's it's just like. Netflix right now is kind of like not giving me much of a reason to like watch it where I can like go to Crunchyroll and like I have like my hero I have Spy Family I have so many other things I can watch you know even fuck Amazon is getting like some like nice shit like they just had their Rings of Power which I still haven't watched I need to go watch it hey Rings of Power Um, is a lot of fun Vox Machina is really good season two comes out next week Season two comes out next week, and they just announced that uh, this year we're getting uh, Invincible season two, which is also fantastic. Hell yeah, great shit. Boys spinoff, Lord. And probably the boys, they're probably wrapping filming right now, and next season will be next year. Like I know, like Netflix just got like Glass Onion and shit like that, which is a good movie. Fun. Oh yeah, that's what I saw too. Glass Onion was great. Yeah, but. As you were saying, well, like, I know, that's not what you were just going to say. For subscription services, you know, I hate I hate to say it, but it's like it's 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 really of what have you done for me lately? And then when I when you look at Netflix, it's like okay, you canceled a handful of shows that honestly could have kept going. I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a weird business world that. Hopefully, I don't have to ever understand fully because that it just seems annoying as fuck. I call you up like, what do you want us to bring back? We're going to kill Stranger Things. They would never, ever do that. That's their fucking biggest moneymaker. But yeah. what would you bring back? Um, oh, I guess I could. I saw this today. Um, so apparently, you know, we've been, we've been seeing the, the debacle going on at Warner Brothers. Right. Um, and of course, uh, James Gunn is heading the new DC studios and the DC uh, universe, the movie universe. Um, apparently, 
um, they might be in talks with the director of the Batman to somehow have them keep making movies but not have it be connected with their universe. Because I heard for a while that uh, uh, the Batman 2 was going to be kind of like up in the air at this point, but it seems like it's nothing official yet, but apparently they had been having meetings to try to see if they can keep the Batman movies kind of continuing, but not being involved with the DC universe. So kind of like the Nolan Batman movies? It's kind of, I guess. I mean, which is fine with me because the, the, the Batman movie was fucking great. We talked about it so much in our review last year. It was fantastic. So if I we said can... it was ten out of ten, yeah. I haven't seen it since. I I don't think it's ten out of ten anymore. But I it was still really good at the time, and I was not expecting DC to put out that movie. That's for sure. Yeah. So if if they can figure it out, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, dude. I the the DCU is going to be interesting just because we're in that we're in that weird phase where it's like we don't know what's going to happen, and we won't know until the first movie is like dropped you know like which one comes first shazam or blue beetle i'm gonna find out that's the thing apparently those aren't going to be involved because i think they're what they're doing right now is they're getting through the last movies that have to be made that have already been made and then they're gonna phase they're gonna sometime this year they're gonna start talking about what their plan is but like, yeah, we have Blue Beetle coming out soon. Blue uh, Beetle is gonna be summer. Um, Shazam is first in March. The Flash is gonna also be in summer in God. June. Aquaman two is Christmas, and Joker two they haven't confirmed yet, according to this thing I see. The fact that they're still making Flash. Uh, hey, did you get that TikTok I sent you about the Flash movie? Yeah. <laughs> So, hold on. Correct me if I'm wrong. Jameson, if you're still here, did you get it too? Did I send it to you? Flash TikTok? Let me know if you did. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Brian. Correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't they just announce recently that they decided to take out Batman from the Flash movie? Or was that the Aquaman movie? They keep flip-flopping, bro. Honestly, I don't, I don't know, know anymore, anymore. It's There's too much going on, you know? Batman's in. Batman's out. Batman's in. Batgirl's dead. Batgirl's not. It's like, what the fuck? You see? Can we, can we just, like, can we just wipe the slate? Black Adam, I think, sealed the deal. I saw that shit with Marcelo. <laughs> I, actually, we saw half of it. And I finished it at home mode, pending a mini, because it was that kind of movie. I didn't even have to, like, give it a mind. You know, wow. the first 40 minutes, it's crazy when a movie that features The Rock didn't use The Rock's charisma. <laughs> it's like the the most Rock has ever acted, and it's without anything that The Rock, <laughs> what makes The Rock I, good. Yeah, the best part was Dr. Fate. He's, he might not even return. is Dr. Fate, dude. He didn't waste him. I'm glad. That's it. Should have called it Doctor Fate is sick. The movie. That's what it should have been <laughs> called. That was Black Adam. That's my review of Black Adam. I, I'm standing by that too. <laughs> like that's it. Nice. The Justice League was cool too. I mean the Justice Society, whatever the the mini Justice, whatever they had, they were dope. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And 
you know what? Let's just let's just have solace in the fact that you know the movies can be a weird jumble up mess, but at least we will still have fucking the Suicide Squad. Which one am I thinking about, though? You have to guess. <laughs> game? I thought that's what you were talking about. Yeah, the game. Like, honestly, like, the more I see about the game, the more I'm getting hyped about it. For real. Like, it's it's rock steady. You know, the people that made all of the, the Arkham games, you know, they have a pretty good batting average, especially just like with, with the Arkham games that they made. And then... You have that special that special juice of just like having this like interesting like world where it's like what if the Suicide Squad has to actually like go ahead and like fight the Justice League? We're being controlled by Brainiac. But then also the cherry on top of it being like sadly Kevin Conroy's last performance is Batman. Yeah. But the fact that we actually get to have one more like go with Kevin Conroy. Yeah is yeah. is going to be like even if even if the game is mid like you have to play it just for you know to experience Ben Conroy will never not be mid <laughs> no never never it'll be the, it'll be the best part of the game for sure but like i it's weird i'm actually i'm actually somewhat excited about suicide squad i'm excited for peacemaker season 2 oh are they still making that no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. See, that's the thing. James Gunn, probably please, are. please give us some information. We need I mean, to know. He's probably doing the thing some game companies do. Just go silent and try to recover with something big, no, which see, I hate. I get it, but it's... No, see, when... But does he owe us an explanation? You know, people would say. You no, know, I guess. usually in that case, I would appreciate companies like to not talk about things. Because then we don't get um, uh, Skull and Bones uh, pushed back for the sixth time kind of situation. God. That's a whole other situation, by the way. But it's like, as messy as the DCU is, I, f- I feel like we need some kind of like information soon. Like, have, have a DC fandom happen in like the springtime. It would just like give us like an idea of what they want to do, because right now it's so confusing. Yep. It's like flashes, flashes in a weird hole. Aquaman's in a weird hole. We don't know like, is Blue Beetle like a part of the universe or is, is Shazam still doing thing? Even though like Black Adam, I don't know if that's gonna be a thing anymore. It seems like it's not because The Rock might be like, fucking off from like Warner Brothers for a little bit. I don't know. Oh, you did fuck off Henry Cavill. Well, you know what? I don't feel sorry for him because now he's getting to fulfill every nerd's dream and make a Warhammer 40K show. Yeah, movie. making a nerd thing about the nerd thing he likes with nerd money. Produce produce and star. Right? So I think I think he won. Out of the DCU war. Yeah. The true winner. The true winner. <laughs> um Yeah, I, me- I mentioned Skull I mentioned Skull and Bones. That's really nothing to talk about, really. Like 
heard it's done from someone I know as connections. It's done. It's just like they're waiting to push it out the right time to make the most money. It's just weird. So this game has been like in development since like fucking what 2018 maybe. 2020, they decided to scrap the original plan and start fresh and new. And then it was supposed to come out in fall of last year. It got pushed back to the beginning of this year. Now it's being pushed back again with no release date so far. They said maybe like first quarter 2023, 2024. So it could be like fall winter time. But then also along with that statement, like Ubisoft also just uh, canceled like four other games that were unannounced. Let thought, Brian. I gotta step away real quick for a hot second. I'm sorry. That's alright. Let thought. BRB, everyone. I am so sorry. I hate to do this. I really. I've never done this before. Fuck. That's okay. I'll, I'll I'll vibe. I'll vibe right now. Oh, we swapped cameras. Oh shit. Okay. Well, you know, I can't. I can't blame Ubisoft, right? Like, they have, you know, Skull and Bones. Like, they have a weird issue because, like, you know, because it's uh, their Singapore studio and they, you know, got a grant from the government. And because of that, you know, they can't cancel the game. The game has to come out in order to make sure they don't have to pay back the, you know, the government of Singapore. So the game has to come out. And no matter how many times they push it back, they they have to do something with it, but like I don't know, Ubisoft is just in a weird space where they've kind of lost track for a very long time. Yeah. They are announcing games that either don't come out to their potential or they kind of just disappear. Cause hey, does anybody remember when fucking um what was it um. Beyond Good and Evil Two was supposed to come out. They 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 showed a they well, they showed a cinematic off, but that was supposed to be a thing. It just disappeared. No men no mention whatsoever. Um, you know, it's kind of sad because you know Ubisoft had like a, a little while ago Ubisoft had a lot of like cool like potential to it, but then it's just kind of gone you know but i don't know if i if i were a betting if i were a betting man i i would hope that whatever they had to push it back for again was maybe just polishing maybe hopefully and then maybe we would see hopefully it finally releasing because i feel like Six times, even if it's a little bit janky, I feel like they just have to release it at this point. Because now, or even more so now, like Skull and Bones has gotten the reputation of like Skull and Bones is, is starting to become Ubisoft's uh, Dead Island or Dead Island Two, to be more specific, like a game that got announced so long ago like a few years under a decade ago disappeared got silent got remade 
still hasn't come out. We keep seeing trailers for it almost every year, and it still hasn't come out. Ah, it's just it's just frustrating because then you have like games like Assassin's Creed Mirage is coming out, and then you know it's supposed to be a harkening back to the how Assassin's Creed was originally, and it's like okay, we'll see how that turns out. But I don't know. It's it's just sad because I know Ubisoft's had their problems. And hope and hopefully things are starting to like, you know, work themselves out and, you know, get get all the the fuck the asshole people out, you know. Create a better environment for the people working there and then hopefully like, you know, start, you know, focusing up on like what they really need to do to kind of just like get back to where they used to be as far as like their their credit for making games that like told a really good story and it like design wise just like look really good and you know being like the artsy kind of like studio that they used to be where now recently they just become like the Tom Clancy's Assassin's Creed studio with Just Dance coming out almost every year and then everything else just kind of like falls away in the, in the wayside you know I don't know it's very it's very awkward. And, you know, it's you always you always want to hope. You know, there's so many there's so many game studios out there. A lot of people working very hard to make games that people will like. And then, of course, you know, one thing comes to another. Like you know, studios have like issues and problems. And of course, you know, you have the the higher ups that are kind of worried about like the the big money and stuff like that. So of course things start to get a little weird in some places, but like for people like us that just play the, that just want to play the games and play good games, you know, in the more you like delve into it, it gets just more frustrating because you want, you want the people to be treated right. And you want the companies to like realize like, Hey, take your time. And if you make, you know, enough effort and put a, a good product out, then that will make people more interested and that's why like more recently we've been seeing a lot more indie games kind of take over well not maybe like take over but like you're seeing more indie games and more indie studios kind of rise up and keep innovating keep uh upgrading to the point where you're seeing a lot of indie games start to like fill in the blanks for a lot of these studios that or like these triple a studios that aren't pumping out alive. Quality I'm sorry. Of stuff. oh my god Sorry, sorry everyone. All right, what did I miss? Did they announce Black Adam two while I was gone? No, not yet. Okay. But yeah, yeah, I was just, I was just talking about just kind of like the weird situation that we're kind of in right, where a lot of a lot of AAA studios are kind of starting to buckle under like the the pressure of like the big wigs, and like you're seeing oh, how like yeah. even like smaller indie studios are starting to kind of pick up the slack where. You know, you're seeing a lot more of them kind of shine through, which is great because, you know, like a lot of indie games now are like really good. I mean, they weren't not that they weren't good before, but like you're seeing a lot of great hits coming out yeah. nowadays. But it's just it's just sad to like see all a lot of these AAA companies that used to be very like good at what they do. And now you're kind of seeing them chasing the dollar a little bit and kind of pumping out average games. Or like sub-average games, 
or sometimes not even any games at all. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, because we were talking about Skull and Bones, huh? Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I was trying. I was trying to like fill in fill in the time. While you, you know, uh, sorry about that, but <laughs> but yeah, it just like it being pushed back for that reason is can't even have the game because people want to maximize profits. Like a game that was announced, well, I don't know, almost six years ago. Like like around twenty eighteen. Yeah. 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 It, it's 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 a weird it's a weird situation. It's. I want to say weird situation, but it's not a situation we haven't seen before. You know, it's just it's just sad. It's just sad. That's all it is. Well, hopefully when it comes out at Christmas time for maximum profits or whatever, at least the game. Yeah. But you know what? We have cool games that are coming and cool games that we've had to play with, and that's fine. And of course, we have a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipeline here, especially on the podcast. Um, Hell yeah. We are talking uh, amongst us about like stuff we want to do this year. And so you will be seeing some fresh new content this year. Mm. Um, the return of the roundtable is definitely to be coming. We're having a few of those coming out this year, which will be fun. Um Oh, yeah. Maybe hopefully uh you'll be seeing some other friends, some other people as well on the podcast hanging out with us and chatting about old good nerd stuff. Um and of course, if you guys haven't noticed, um we have been sprucing up a little bit here and there. Of course there's still more to go around, but um for those of you that are on Twitch right now, if you notice, um we are going to be adding some more emotes. Yeah. We have, we have the new um, shield emote available now, and of course, we just got some new sub badges, so you guys could rock your nerd banner high Hell if you subscribe yeah. to us on on Twitch, which we do appreciate very much. Of course, you know, you'll you don't need to spend any money to, you know, help us out. Just you know. Come hang out with us, watch the content, do what you gotta do. Spread the spread the podcast around. Like show your friends, show any funny nerds. Reach all. You know. Help us out. We wanna make each year of the podcast bigger than the last. And I feel like this year is gonna be a pretty big year. We're gonna be trying out a lot of cool new stuff. Of course, the anniversary. Is going to be coming up in February, where we'll be kind of going over a little bit more about what we want to do this year. But we just kind of want to get you guys a little bit, a little bit hyped up. We're, we're doing some things. Hell yeah. Um, but yeah. We have a new uh, slogan, too. UWN, Nerd World United. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we have, we have a lot of, we have a lot of cool, fun stuff coming up. Just yeah, you yeah, wait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think we're we're coming we're coming up on the two hour mark almost. So I feel like Damn, already fuck. I feel like we'll be uh wrapping it up here. Um of course, like I said, thank you for people hanging out on Twitch. We really appreciate you hanging out with us live. And of course, oh, yeah. people watching on on demand on uh podcast services, thank you very much. Um of course, 
you want to help us out, there's always the free way, you know, liking, giving us a review, sending us comments. We we do love reading your comments, letting us know uh, what you like, which even if it, things you don't like, it always helps us improve. Or if you have questions for us, um, there is ways you can do that. You can also you can comment on the videos and stuff like that. But Joel, where else could they send those comments and questions? Questions, comments, suggestions, feedback, reasons why you should not watch Black Adam or why you should watch Love and Thunder. Maybe why you should buy that sick new steelbook of Wakanda Forever. Or maybe why it's a good idea to take on those Valkyries in God of War 4. Anyway, you got questions for us, comments, whatever. Hit us with an email, unitedwenerdcast at gmail.com. Where? Right, we nerdcast at gmail.com, baby. Hell yeah. We love to hear it. We love to see it. Let's let's all together make 2023 an awesome year to be a nerd. We do appreciate it. Um, of course, Joel, while we're not here on the podcast, where can they find you and your in your solo work? You can find me on TikTok. Under Mad Mech Monster Nine, uh, Monster Nine, Mad Mech Monster Mind. <laughs> Can't even say my own fucking artist name right. On TikTok, also SoundCloud and Spotify. I actually put out an EP last month. I think it was actually a month ago. Yeah, yeah uh, my friends actually liked one of the tracks, and uh, I put it on in the background when they can't even hang out. Oops. Anyway, um, that happened. But yeah, check me out there. Um, I, I do upload videos to my Twitch, which is Acoustic Avenger. We should change that to Mad Mech Monster as well. Uh, check it out. I just uploaded a video of me and my wife going through the last mission, Mass Effect 1. She went through it for the first time, and I fucking berate her as she plays it. So if you want to check that out. Uh, yeah, and also I'm on Twitter under Acoustic Avenger. The I is replaced with the 1. Where can we find you, Brian? Well, of course, you could also find me here on Twitch. Twitch.tv forward slash Brian Saber as I almost hit myself with my mic. Oh, shit. Um, of course, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at Brian underscore Saber, um, as well as TikTok. TikTok, I am going to try to make an effort to, you know, be on there a little bit more as, you know, the new year comes around. New year, semi new me. Um, and of course, I'm also on Hive for anybody that's on Hive still. Um, just hanging out, chilling, doing my nerd thing like I always do. All right. Everybody out there, thank you for hanging out with us. Really appreciate it. Um, Twitch chat, maybe uh, stick around a little bit. We'll maybe give a little chat if you if you want. But for everybody else out there, always remember, keep on nerding. Man, baby. <laughs>